Thank you for joining inside SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Today is December 30th. And I really did not want to stop that song. It was coming to an end. But I'm telling Ken, have you told the Lord that I belong to you? You know, I want him to know that. Let's just be transparent. Let's be for real. What do you want God to say about you? You know, many are making declarations of that, that me and the Lord is okay. And, you know, and I know him and he knows me. And But does he really know you? Will he testify on your behalf? And that that's what we want. That's what I want. That's what you want. You don't want to just say, I know him. You want him to say, I know you. The Lord said that about Abraham. He said, he said that I he did, I'm paraphrasing it, but he said, I know he'll he'll tell his family, he'll tell his household to follow after me. And that's what you want the Lord to do. And so certainly I pray that you guys have had, everyone has had a blessed day. I just uh, got off my knees, but before that I went and exercise, you know, worked on the physical man. I've worked on the mental man and the spiritual man. And my prayer is that you are doing the same. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, we're talking about acts of the Holy Ghost. 
And this is very befitting because, as I said on Tuesday, we are in warfare. We are in warfare. And so we're continuing uh, from where we left off our, on Tuesday night because our technology, technology, uh, you know, I used to have a problem with, with saying this, but technology can be impacted by uh, the enemy. And our entire system went down as far as our broadcast portion uh, just totally uh, collapsed. No warning, no indication at all. Everyone was turned, was cut off. You know, so I solicit your prayers as well as we go forward and continuing the word of God. And all that did was just make me uh, more uh, determined uh, to use a lighter word. But let me tell you, sometimes you're going to have to hit back and you need to know how to hit back. You need to know when to hit back, you know, how to take a stand. And, you know, so and that's what we're doing. And, and we are moving by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And so we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You've got to line up with the word of God and, and you'll find out that by lining up with the word of God, it, it's going to make a difference. And when I say lining up with his word, I am not talking about you being able to quote the scriptures, beat somebody else over the head with it. You know, no, um, I'm not talking about you telling everybody else what to do with the word of God, but I, I want to share something with you right now while it's fresh on my mind. We're talking about a spirit of excellence. And so um, as we talk about the spirit of excellence, this is something that you're going to need to do. This is this is going to challenge you uh, and what you have. Your belief system is going to challenge you in a lot of different ways. But I know that if you do this, as others have done it, you will be blessed. Whatever your situation is. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever comes your way, whatever decision you have to make. Now, let me tell you something about decisions. Um, don't let nobody force you into, into making a decision and doing something that you don't understand. Just let them know, I don't understand that. I'll have to get back with you on it. But every decision, every problem, every instance, every circumstance, every situation that you face Come moving forward from this moment, before you act upon it, look into the word of God. See what the word of God has to say about your situation. There is nothing, the Bible said, there is nothing new under the sun. You'll find that in Ecclesiastes. So someone has dealt with whatever you're dealing with. Someone has dealt with whatever you're going to deal with. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be something that is spiritually that is impacting you. It could be something that is naturally. And when I say natural, I'm talking about finances. I'm talking about relationship. Uh, I've been there and, and done that. And, and God has brought me through and I've crossed over. And my testimony is strong. And there are those that have seen and bear testimony and bear witness to what uh, I have dealt with. And it doesn't mean that it did not bring tears to my eyes. It did not mean that it was not painful. But I did not 
allow my integrity. I did not allow God to become secondary. I didn't allow him to become third or anything. And I'm telling you, if whatever situation you're dealing with, go to the word of God and look at what God has to say. There is a passage. There is something in the word of God that is going to comfort your spirit, is going to give you the strength that you need for dealing with the situation. And we're talking about a spirit of excellence. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We're talking about a spirit of excellence in 2022. Now, we're coming to the end. This is December 30th. And, you know, depending on what continent you are on, it could be the 31st. And, you know, and so I remember I was in Hong Kong and I was, a, a, a you know, time zone was was different than the U.S. And so I was celebrating um, that this was in 2019, uh, celebrating uh, New Year's Day twice. Because uh, I returned at the um, uh, at the beginning of January, but you know, on this day, as we come close to uh, to entering into a new time, a new era of our lives, you want to enter in with the spirit of excellence, and so you want to make up in your mind that I am going to walk in the spirit of excellence. And the spirit of excellence is not going to be based upon what you feel like doing. No, because what you feel like doing sometimes is not the spirit of excellence. Believe me, I know too. And so we want to walk in the spirit of excellence in 2022. Now, excellent or excellent, as you know, simply means extremely good or great, you know, outstanding, used to express complete approval, you know, superior, your first class in whatever you do. And we all have the ability because, uh, you know, as believers, the Bible says that uh, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So there is greatness already in you. So when we talk about walking in a spirit of excellence, there is already the DNA of excellence in you already. And now there's a word that's not associated with excellent, and that is excuse. So if you when excuses come your way, you have to remember excuses are not associated with the word excellent. And so the Bible tells us in, in Daniel, the sixth chapter, beginning at the first verse. Uh, and uh, and so it says uh, it, it pleased Darius. Darius had came in and took over the kingdom because Nep, because Belshazzar had taken the the uh, the the vessels from the temple that Nebuchadnezzar had brought in when he took them captive because of the hardness of their heart and the children of Israel. And he began to drink out of him, his wives, his concubines, his, his administration. They began to do things that was not correct, things that was offensive to God. You know, and when we walk, as when we walk in an excellent spirit, we will not do anything that's offensive to God. I just want that to resonate for a moment. Walking in an excellent spirit means that we will be found pleasing in the sight of God. And, and so uh, Darius set up uh, over his kingdom 120 princes. And so he put he set it up in administration that would be over that should be over the whole kingdom. But over those princes, he also set up three presidents of whom Daniel was first. Daniel was first elected. Notice you know, something about about being noticed. You don't know who's looking at you. You don't know who's watching you. 
uh, sometimes uh, people are paying attention to you and uh, you know and you going on about your business doing what you're supposed to be doing and everything but they're watching you because they notice god has placed them place you on their heart and so the princes might give account unto the presidents whom daniel was first selected and so that the king would not receive any damage to what he had. The Bible says, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. So Daniel exceeded all everyone because the Bible said an excellent spirit was in him. I love that. An excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. The king uh, began to think about it and say, man, well, you know what? Daniel is standing out. His spirit is so excellent. Uh, you know, he his his whole demeanor and everything about him is outstanding. Everything about him is superior above everyone else. And throughout from the first chapter all the way to now, as we read the word of God, this is constantly being echoed that he is preferred above the astrologers, that he is preferred above the uh, the uh, the magicians. He's a, a preferred above the Chaldeans. He's above, he is preferred above everyone. And scripture says he had an excellent spirit in him. And the king thought to set him over the entire, the whole realm. As we approach the end of 2021, Many have already begun reviewing, you know, sometimes we look, we think about things. How did the year go? We think about the hiccups where we, where we stopped short, where we didn't complete things and, you know, things that we did, things that was done and things that was not, things that was said and things that was not said, goals that was set and vows of doing better in certain areas. And I believe your vows of betterment and setting and accomplishing a goal can be done and will be done when we walk in that spirit of excellence, because then we don't allow procrastination or anything to get in our way. We can't afford or allow, uh, as they used to say, the grass to grow under your feet. Certainly in the life of the believer, uh, we trust in God and that he is sovereign. And so I'm not talking about hope and, uh, you know, hope is, is what is the beginning of faith uh, that established. I'm talking about knowing within your Noah, I'm talking about you know because you have already solidified your relationship with God. You have already solidified your uh, his presence in your life, your presence in his life. <laughs> I, I like saying that because, you know, so many times I've heard messages where they the, the preacher get up and say, God showed up and he showed out. Well, I like to say, you know what? We need to show up and we need to show out for God. We need to just show up and, and showing out means that we follow and we're we're doing what God what, what that we know will please the Lord. That means no one has to tell me to praise the Lord. You know, when worship service is going on, I'm I'm worshiping and praise her. I'm, I'm in the praise. I'm participating in whatever there is that is going to please the Lord. I don't have to be asked. I don't have to be pumped up. You don't have to be moved. You don't have to be persuaded because you are already persuaded because you believe and he is sovereign. And, and so uh, I'm not talking about exhorting a name it and claim it um, uh, mentality or spirituality. I'm not talking about that either. I've heard people talk about faith until something happens, then uh, faith dissipates, it disappears, it vaporizes soon as something uh, occurs in a life. I'm, I'm not talking about that because when you have a spirit of excellence, when you're walking with God, it, it, 
Things might, might trouble you. Things might make you bend. Things might blow you, but you're not going to break. You're not going to break because God does not break. And remember, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. So you become unbreakable, unbreakable. It might seem like it. And, and, and God knows I know what I'm talking about. It might seem like you want to break, <laughs> you know, but you're not going to break because greater is he that's in you than he. You might feel like you can't go on, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, this is going to require a spirit of excellence is going to require us repositioning ourselves. It's going to require us to reposition ourselves. And in order to reposition ourselves, it means that we have to take action. Making this alignment with the spirit of excellence, uh, there is going to be a different outcome. Uh, and so uh, I need to ask this question. I asked this question on the other night and about this time is when the uh, everything collapsed. But how have you purposed in your heart not to defile yourself? with a portion of the king or a portion of what is being offered to you. And to walk in a spirit of excellence, you're going to have to defy those things that you know will corrupt you. Now, maybe you're, you, you've been offered a relationship, friendship, you know, they don't say relationship now, friendship, you know, and intimate, you know, and, and, you know, and some, uh, if you're not married or, you know, you know, it is, it's normal, it's natural to want to be in a relationship uh, female with a male and male with a female, that's natural. That's normal, you know, but you don't want to just settle and you don't want to settle with anything or anyone that is not on or where you are at. They need to line up with you. The Bible talks about being unevenly yoked. And that was not talking about with just sinners. That's talking about being unequally yoked with someone that is not seeking the Lord. Now, you might go to church. They may believe in God. They go on a service. They might be on a deacon board. They might be on a motherboard. They might be on some whatever auxiliary. But they are not where you are in your walk with Christ. And that makes a difference. The Lord told the, the priest, uh, he said, look, and I'm paraphrasing, priest, if you want to get married, you're going to have to be careful who you marry. This is in the book of Ezekiel. And you're going to have to be careful who you marry because uh, they need to be the daughter of. They need to come from a particular type of family. Or you need to marry the widow of a priest because no one is going to understand where, you, where you're coming from and your responsibility, except they had already been there, exposed to it in some way. And so you have to be careful in who relationship and the relationship that you're uh, considering to nurture, because now you want to walk. You're going to walk in a spirit of excellence and you're going to see the move and the power of God work in your life because of the because uh, greater the greatness of God is at work. Daniel was was praying and seeking God and he was not asking for any of the things that came into his life, the prosperity that came upon him. It arrived because of him purposing in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. 
Therefore, he requested of the princes of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. The Bible said, now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the princes of the eunuchs. Now, favor of the heart, uh, evidence of what is important to you is what you're going to do. It was important for Daniel not to allow himself to be contaminated with something that he uh, felt would be out of line with what God wanted. And we should do the same. Daniel was just a child during this time that he purposed in his heart. And so we as children of God, you know, we need to purpose in our heart that we're not going to allow anything to defile us. Now, favor is, is not a, uh, I'll kiss you and, and you kiss me back or, or tickle my tummy and, you know, I'll tickle your feet or, you know, or, you know, nothing like that. But it is something that is bestowed in the life of the believer and it is fair because God is fair. Now, I, I say that again because there are people that are running around saying favor is not fair because they heard someone else preach that and it sounded dynamic in the message. But God is fair. And because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's not fair. God's fair in all his ways and all his judgments and whatever he does. And the Bible said, if he erred, if God erred in any kind of way, who would know it? So since you, since the mentality in the mind of whoever preached that message and whoever ran around repeating it over and over again uh, is not superior to God, uh, the, the Bible says God is fair. He's a just judge. So therefore, favor is fair. Now, the Bible said in the 17th verse, of that same first chapter, it says, as for these four children, talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Daniel had a little something, something uh, different because uh, this is, I, I believe this because Daniel took a stand. He was one of the first, he was the first to take a stand and, and uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abed, they all took a stand with him and it made a difference. The, the 20th verse says, and in all manner of wisdom, the king inquired of them, inquired of who? Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He found them 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers that was in his realm. They stood out. They were superior. They were extreme. They were first class. They were fantastic. They had two years to study. They had two years to train and to learn and become fluent. They had to become bilingual. They had to understand what they had as far as uh, them speaking their language as well as the language of the Chaldeans and to have proper manners to stand in the presence of the king. You know, uh, uh, let me drop this right now. Our, our young men, are, and, and maybe some women too, and you know, unless you're gaming to make, and, and making a living because you win in tournaments and money, uh, you done spent two, three years learning how to master a game and haven't learned how to master a, a skill set. A spirit, talking about a spirit of excellence. We become excellent and, and we become we we begin majoring in the minor and minoring in the major. We need to change that around moving forward from this moment.
We need to turn it around because so many have mastered things that have does not pay, does not put food on the table, doesn't pay rent, don't don't uh, can't live, can't support a family, can't support themselves or anything like that because they're majoring in the minor. It's time to step up and uh, and and leave the minor stuff alone. Spend the quality time that we have doing something instead of God is not telling us to stay on our knees and pray. Oh, Lord, uh, uh, bless me with a job. And then when we don't we not doing nothing that mm, faith without works is Daniel had faith and he put his faith to work. Deuteronomy 6, 4 and 6 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Now, if you're going to love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, and these words which I command you this day shall be in thy heart. The word of God is it. That's why it is so important that we Go into the word of God. Now, I feel like I'm telling you, I'm, I'm confined right now in, the, in, in part of the studio, uh, but I, I feel like running right now because it, it, it is so obvious. It is so uh, present that if we uh, confine the word of God, just like I'm confined where I'm at, we confine the word of God. David, uh, the psalmist said, thy word have I hid my heart that I don't sin against thee. Uh, you know, and, and so if we take the word of God, put it in our heart. And allow the word of God to govern our hearts. That means that when we're dealing, remember when I started, I said, hey, whatever situation that you deal with, whatever comes your way, whatever fight you got to make, no matter what it is. Glory to your name, Jesus. You're going to go into the word of God and you're going to find who went through that situation. Oh, you're going to find the word of God that applies to your need. Now, there's a difference I'm not talking. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm not talking about just finding a scripture and saying, well, I'm going to apply this one to my need. No. As you read the word of God, because you're, you're because you're going to spend time in the word of God, he's going to give you what is needed for that emotional balance at that moment. He's going to give you what is needed for that mindset at that moment. And you're going to know it is of God not of something that you chose, but you're going to know it is of the Lord and not, uh, you know, and so uh, he goes on to say in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, 17, the 18th verse, you shall diligently keep the commands of the Lord, your God and his testimonies and his statutes, which he have commanded you. And thou shalt do that which is right and, and good in the sight of the Lord, talking about a spirit of excellence. What are we going to do? We're going to do what is right. We're going to do what is good in the sight of the Lord. And he said that it, that it may be well with thee. Now, because you do what's right, because you do what is good in the sight of the Lord, then that is going to also have a horizontal effect and impact what you do at work. Now, the word of God has already talked about this because when, even in the New Testament, when we're reading uh, the, the word of God is telling us over uh, throughout the scriptures to show respect, to show diligence, to show professionalism. And, uh, you know, in our on our day to day, even on our jobs, respect the king. Uh, you know, that's why we don't tear down the authority because they wouldn't be in position if God didn't allow it. 
And so the, the scripture says, pray for the king. The, the heart of the king is in God's hand. And so that we might live peaceable, that we might live peaceable lives. And so if we do what is right, if we do what is good in the sight of God, that it might be well with us. Now, there is this is key because uh, Daniel is in captivity. However, he is still prospering. Daniel is in captivity, uh, not just Daniel, but uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They're all prospering while they are in captivity. Now, the Lord told them, he told Jeremiah. Now, remember, you guys are in the book of Jeremiah because we're studying the book of Daniel and you're in the book of Jeremiah in order to understand what Daniel and them are dealing with. The Lord told Jeremiah, said uh, in the 29th chapter, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel unto all them that are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away. Some situations that arise, God allowed it. There are some things that are going to arise. It is not without his knowing about it. Ask Job. Have you considered my servant Job? Job hated evil. Job was a righteous man. Job was married, had a, had a house full of kids uh, that had grown up. And, and Job even looked and said, man, I, I'm making a covenant with my eyes that I'm not looking at other women. I'm not lusting after nobody. My Beyonce is at home. My a girl is there. I'm not going to look at anyone else. I'm going to keep my focus on my woman at home. And ladies, you should do the same. Keep your focus on your man that you have at home. Water your garden that God may give the increase. Don't tear it down. Don't burn it up with the flames of your mouth. You know, same thing with guys. We can say things, do things that we know is going to set the house on fire. No. We're going to walk with a spirit of excellence. We're going to make a difference, you know, uh, and, and if you coupled up, if you married, you know, learn how to what you did when you did when you when you used to do it as you did it before. Uh, you know, if you both walking with a spirit of excellence, you can hold hands. You both walking in the spirit of excellence. You can you can lock lips. You can do all that. Listen. And, and so uh, he said, I'm going to cause you're going to be carried away into Jerusalem uh, into Babylon. And he said, build ye houses. Now you're in captivity, but he's telling them why you're in captivity, build houses, dwell in them, plant gardens, eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives, beget sons and daughters, take ye wives for your sons and your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there. While you are in your situation, God has God has given an element of prosperity. But in order to obtain that, you have to walk in that spirit of excellence. You have to follow in obedience to what God is saying that you may not diminish. You won't whittle. You will not die from the situation. He said, seek peace. Uh, the peace of the city, whether I cause you to be carried away captive and pray unto the Lord for it, for in peace thereof shall you have peace. As long as you're not being a hellion, as long as you're not resisting what God is saying because you're applying his word, and I'm not talking about a false word either. There's a lot of false words out there. 
I'm talking about the word of God. See, Jeremiah dealt with the situation where he was telling the people, this is what the Lord has said. You're going into captivity. You're going into this situation. And there were those that was prophesying, telling, no, no, in two years, uh, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, they're all going to be gone. This is going to be over. And the Lord did not send those prophets to, to say that. He didn't send that. He told Jeremiah, this is what, and, and so they lost some of them, lost their lives because of that. Some that listened to what others were saying instead of what the word of God was, was truly saying did not prosper in that captivity. And so he said, seek peace in the city and uh, that you're captive in. So in the situation, whatever situation you find yourself in, I'm telling you tonight from the word of God that you can prosper you can have peace in that situation now peace in itself is 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 priceless how many people you know have peace peace gives you better health peace gives you better mental health better physical health peace allows you not to walk around run around like a chicken with your head cut off peace causes you to be still Wow. And, and you see others running around acting crazy. Peace gives you something that no one else uh, possess unless they have peace. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners. Here we go. Let not your prophets and your diviners uh, that be in the midst of you deceive you. Now, don't let no one give it that whatever someone tells you, it needs to line up with the word of God. That's why I encourage you to get in the word, get in the word, verify what is being said. It's important and it's important for you to ask those questions. Don't be scared to ask the minister, the pastor, whoever, you know, the, the elders, the uh, deacons. They the Bibles tell tell all of us especially those of us that are in administrative roles such as this, be ready to give an answer about your faith and what you believe. I'm going to give you an answer that comes from the word of God. I'm going to give you a scripture that quotes what God is saying and not my own opinion, because my opinion don't matter. My opinion is, is going to, is, eh, heaven and earth is going to pass away. That includes my opinion, but the word of God will stand. So I want to give you the word of God. Neither. Now, this is important here. Now, I need you to underline this. I need you to highlight this because he says, neither hearken to your dreams, which ye cause to be dreamed. We can think on something so much. We can hope for something so much. We can uh, believe what others are saying that are deceptive uh, and by nature because God did not send it that we begin to dream about it. And then when it don't come to pass, then we're confounded. We're then dealing with the issue that, man, I, I dreamed it and I thought it was all right. Listen, God is saying, don't neither hearken to your dreams. The Bible said dreams come from a multitude of thought. So when we line up with the word of God and we have the peace of God, we're not going to be having uh, these dreams that are misleading and carrying us. When God gives you a dream, you know us of God. When God sends a message, you know it is of him and not of yourself. So it's important that 
he said, hearken not to neither hearken to your own, to your dreams, which you cause to be dream. So when we walk in the spirit of excellence and we depend upon the word of God, then we know the word of God is not going to mislead us. Neither will the word of God mislead us in our sleep. Daniel 5 and 12, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving doubt were found in the same Daniel whom the king uh, named Belshazzar now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpreter. So again, the spirit of excellence, the spirit of knowledge and understanding. As a male, as a human being, as a female, as a child, you cannot rise above your knowledge. So if your knowledge is limited, you're not going, you're going to, you're going to hit that plateau. You're going to hit that ceiling of where your knowledge is limited and you won't be able to go any further. And so you have to end. So whatever. Uh, let me give this to you, ladies and gentlemen. There was a young man who worked for Arco, the gas. And um, he was not seeking a position of uh, a supervisor or anything like that. But he learned everything he could about the job and the function and what needed to be done in that particular area to the extent that when there was a problem, and they couldn't figure it out, upper management came to him to get it resolved. He did not want to be in upper management or anything like that, but his salary, because of the knowledge that he had, his salary kept escalating. When he retired, he retired with seven figures, not as a supervisor, not as a shareholder or anything like that. Now he may have had shares, but I do, but listen to what I'm saying. He was able, he had a good spirit, excellent spirit. He had knowledge and understanding and interpreting, not of dreams, but of the hard sentences, and the hard things and dissolving the doubt that was going on in this, in that environment that he was in. Daniel had the same thing. Now, maybe this, this young man, I'm not giving out his name or anything like that, uh, learned this from reading Daniel. While you're in position, whatever job you're on, you need to focus and, and walk in that spirit of excellence. It, it is not a spiritual. It, the Bible says first come the natural, then the spiritual. So whatever we're doing in our natural is also a reflection of what we're doing in our spirit. You cannot have a, a, uh, uh, a raggedy spirit or you know, or even in the natural, just be filthy, you know, by because you're just there's not a filthy. Uh, God is a, a, a has a spirit of, of cleanness about him. And then all of a sudden in the spirit, you all of that. No, it is whatever is a reflection in your spirit it, uh, is going to reflect in the natural. Whatever is in that is reflecting in your spirit. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 11, one and three, it says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall go out of his root and talking about Christ and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And he shall make of him quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. 
So the spirit of the Lord, one, two, the spirit of wisdom, three, the spirit of understanding, four, the spirit of counsel, five, the spirit of might, six, the spirit of knowledge, and seven, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Daniel made God the desire of his want, his what, and we see it at work. When they needed help, they knew who to go to. They knew Daniel was not going to be having have a bad attitude. They knew that when they came to get Daniel, Daniel was not going to, uh, you know, uh, Daniel might have been asleep. I don't know. But Daniel knew that duty was calling and that God would show and show himself mighty. It was an opportunity. He gave God glory. When Daniel interpreted the dreams, he let them know this is not for my personal glory, but it is for the glory of the Lord. Is that God be glorified. And, and so uh, we also see good decisions. A spirit of excellence is going to cause good decisions to be made in our lives. The resistance of unrighteousness. And, and so um, and so when we walk in that spirit of excellence, that we acknowledge the acknowledgement of God as Daniel did in his private time. It was, uh, they used that against Daniel. And, you know, don't let them use you sinning. Don't let them use you breaking the law. Don't let no one use anything outside of the fact that you serve God. They said, if we gonna find any fault with him, if we gonna find any problems with him, we gonna have to find it pertaining to his God. If we walk and when we walk, as we walk in a spirit of excellence, we will make good decisions. We will resist unrighteousness. We will acknowledge God during our private time. Mm -hmm. Not when we come to church, during our private time. By the time we get ready to walk up the church steps at, on, on Pasadena Street, we, we're walking up with our torch lit to offer up a sacrifice unto the Lord. We're not coming to, 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 we're coming because we're already, we've already been praying. We've already been seeking God. We've already been worshiping. So Daniel says in the sixth chapter, again, the Bible says that it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom of the 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Because Belshazzar inappropriately used the vessels of God. Now, when we walk in the spirit of excellence, uh, the Bible said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, those that have the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's not something that can be poured into you. It's not only by God. It's not something to be taught. It's something that you receive of God. He breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Some, someone needs to catch what is just said. Now, don't misuse the gift of God. Don't misuse inappropriate. Use the vessels of God. Belzar had knowledge of God and the testimony of his father, Nebuchadnezzar, and like so many, refused to humble himself. The expression is, as I got this, that's how, the way he felt, I got this. And so you're able to deal with your own and your own wisdom and power, but it came back and it bit him. And, and Darius, the meat of the meats, took the kingdom. Uh, and, and Nebuchadnezzar, uh, like Nebuchadnezzar, was a servant of the Lord to chasten Israel for their disobedience. But at the same time, while others were suffering because they refused to hear what Jeremiah said, Daniel and those that listened was prospering. When we talk about obedience, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm winding down here, 
we talk about obedience, it's like being married to someone. You know, um, you could be married to someone that, and and they could be having an affair. They could be creeping, lying, buying, and sending secret gifts and messages, text messages to people. They are aware of your presence, just like Israel was aware of the presence of God. But, and they think no one sees them. Israel felt like, well, if we do this, they even hid in certain places that God would not see them. God has and will show the, the watchmen what's going on. He gave them space to repent. However, they wanted what they wanted and when they wanted and they wind up in captivity. But everyone did not suffer in captivity. People could be suffering around you, but you can have the peace of God and you can have a spirit of excellence. The effect of some situations can be lingering and will require counseling, but it won't require the lingering and counseling effect that is needed for others if you walk in the spirit of excellence. Darius decided to use the people that were non-rebellious. They weren't rebels who knew the city, knew the resources and other valuables as subordinates and overseers. And so over the three presidents, uh, of Daniel, who was first and the princes and give account, he was preferred over everyone because a spirit of excellence was in him. A spirit of excellence will take you places and place you in front of people that you did not dream, but God saw it. You're not looking to achieve prominence. A spirit of excellence is not looking to bolster themselves. Nope not looking for fortune or fame. All Daniel wanted to do was please the Lord. How about you? Daniel, Hananiah, Shadrach, Misha, uh, they had one purpose in heart, and that was to follow what God was saying. Seek peace of the city where I have caused you to pray, of, and the peace thereof is going to be with you. One purpose in mind. Love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul and with all I might diligently keep the commandments of the Lord and his testimony and his statutes, which he have commanded you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, thank you for your word this evening. Thank you, Lord God, for each one that have taken time, Lord God, to tune in and Lord Jesus, to hear your word, Lord Jesus, their heart's desire was to, is to be blessed by you. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless them as they move forward from this moment, Lord God, and Lord Jesus, and meditating and, and pondering in their hearts and thinking about what has been said, a spirit to walk in a spirit of excellence. Lord God, I ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, bless them in their faithfulness. Bless them, Lord God, Lord Jesus, just because of that desire, Lord Jesus, to do better. Lord, as we all desire to do better and to be found pleasing in your sight. Lord, thank you as you have brought us down through uh, these days to the end of what we consider uh, uh, the end of a year. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace and how you have blessed us. Lord God, with health, a reasonable portion of health in our mind and our spirits, oh Lord God, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for your kindness, Lord, and considering us. I pray and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice, Lord. Lord Jesus, as they are determined to live for you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you said if we draw near to you, you would draw near to us. 
I ask that you would bless their homes, bless them on their jobs, bless them in school. Lord Jesus, bless them in their endeavors. In the mighty name of Jesus, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I look forward to seeing you in service with us. Until then, be blessed in the Lord. God bless you. And, and, and we'll be back. The Lord say the same on Sunday uh, in, a, in a new year. In the book of Revelation, be blessed. Let somebody else know to be blessed and to walk in the spirit of excellence as well. God bless you. Love you. Love someone else. Let somebody know it's good to be me. You can't be nobody else.
Okay.